Hi everyone, my name is Bonnie Zal, and for today's devotional, I'd like to begin with a carol that's probably very familiar to you. O little town of Bethlehem, how still we see thee lie. Above thy deep and dreamless sleep, the silent stars go by. Yet in thy dark street shineth the everlasting light. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. I grew up singing that carol a lot. And as I've grown older, parts of it have become much more poignant to me, especially that last line. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. When I was in my 20s, I had lots of hopes. I had hopes about what I would do with my life. I had hopes about careers and aspirations. I had hopes about love, about who I would love, who would love me. Um, getting married, having children. You may have had some of those hopes yourself, or you might have those hopes right now. And now that I'm in my late 30s, I can see that some of those hopes have come to pass. I have a family, and I have hopes for my children. I have hopes about growing old with my husband. But um, there have also been hopes that have not yet come to pass. And sometimes that's been because of contingencies or things out of my control or setbacks. But sometimes it's been because of me, uh, because of my own failures or my own inadequacies. And when I think about it, sometimes I fear that those hopes that I have may never come to pass. Well, talking about fear, um, I recently had lunch with a really good friend of mine who over the last nine months, have been living under fear for her health. Um, she had a t an eye appointment about nine months ago that uh, indicated there was some pressure behind her eye, and the optometrist who did the checking said it might be because of a brain tumor. And for various reasons, my friend wasn't able to get a referral to the hospital uh, to have it looked at by a specialist, and she had to wait nine months for this appointment. And over the last nine months, she's just been waiting in fear that there might be a tumor in her brain. And last week, she had the appointment. The doctor gave her a clean bill of health, and she was so relieved. And as we were talking about this, she told me that she realized um, when the doctor told her the good news that it was as if part of her had been frozen over over the last nine months that um, you know, in spite of a, a wonderful job and good friends and even a, a, a possibility of a romantic relationship, the fear of this possible brain tumor had kind of put half of her kind of frozen in hibernation, that she wasn't just able to engage with life because what if she did have a brain tumor and what if her life might change forever because of it? Hope and fear are two sides of the same coin. Hope are deep longings, deep desires, core personal goals. And fear, while well, psychologists who study human emotion note that fear is often linked to an appraisal of an impediment or an obstacle or of something that is incompatible with these core goals that we have. And so we fear the things that we perceive to be blockages or incompatible with the things that we deeply desire. And fear is a little bit like hope interrupted. We're now in an advent in the season of preparing and waiting for God. And in Isaiah, there's a passage about waiting and preparing. It goes like this. A voice cries, 
in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up, and every mountain and hill be made low. There's two parts of this passage that really resonate with me, and that's the image of the mountain and the hill made low, and the image of the valley being lifted up. For me, my hopes are like the hills and the mountains. Some of them feel within reach, but some of my hopes feel really far away, like the mountaintop, far, far away that I just can't get to. And for me, the valley represents the places that I don't want to be that are kind of obstacles to me reaching those goals and those hopes. Um, It's the place that I am in that I can't get myself out of. And sometimes the valleys also feel like um, the, the obstacles to those goals, whether those obstacles are outside of me or inside of me. And um, in this passage, it says that God is coming, and God's coming is going to change that landscape. Advent is preparing the way of the Lord, whose coming means that every valley will be lifted up and every mountain and hill be made low. It means that God is coming to transform the land beneath our feet. He's coming to transform that landscape of our hopes and of our fears. He's coming to make those mountains low and to raise up those valleys for us. And how does he do that? Well, he began doing it by becoming one of us. He began with a promise to be with us. He began all those years ago in the dark, dark streets of Bethlehem. In that little town where the hopes and fears of all of our years are met in thee tonight.